Hey y'all, it's Livy. Welcome back to the podcast. I Today's solo episode is inspired by a video that I posted on TikTok recently about meditation. And essentially, it was just some text on screen. I think it got, I think it's at about 150,000 views right now. And I, I mean, essentially, I'll just read it to you. It says, When I'm explaining to someone that you will actually think a lot when you're meditating and that's the point because you're creating a clearing for all your subconscious thoughts to be heard instead of staying suppressed. And I was really excited to see that video go semi-viral because there were a lot of people in the comment section saying, you know, I just quit meditating because I thought I was doing it wrong. I couldn't, I couldn't reach a state of thoughtlessness and I thought it just like wasn't meant for me and I think it's unfortunate that so many people kind of give up on trying to meditate because they've been ill-informed when it could be something that that really could help them and I think it's unfortunate also that meditation still struggles being seen as something very customizable customizable based on your own personality, your own goals, your own neurodivergence. And so that's kind of what I want to shed light on today is three main misunderstandings about meditation. And I'm going to pull from my book a little bit. And because that was actually, I was, my meditation chapter is actually one of my favorite chapters in my book. And because of so much because of so much misinformation around meditation the first thing i touched on in that chapter was not what meditation is but what meditation is not so the three things that meditation is not is one just for spiritual people two meditation is not thinking about nothing And three, meditation is not a practice that looks the same for everybody. And, you know, I, as far as, so number one, not just being for spiritual people, you know, I I personally see meditation as a spiritual practice, but it, it doesn't have to be. Instead of connecting, not all my meditations that I do are meant to connect me with the universe or God or my ancestors. Sometimes I'm just meditating because I'm anxious. Like I go into different meditations with a different intention and, but I try to have the majority of my meditations actually be just to create presence and, and to let my intuition and my conscious self guide it where, where it, where it needs to go. Whether that is to connect with the universe, whether that is to you know, bring up something I've been suppressing. So it's definitely not just for spiritual people. I think it's a great tool for spirituality, but meditation is not just for spiritual people. The second thing is that meditation is not thinking about nothing. Like I said, it's it's about creating a clearing. So there's a... a it, it's creating a still space for yourself that allows you to gain clarity. And there's a quote I really like about this that I include in my book, and it says, Stillness is not about focusing on nothingness. It's about creating a clearing. It's opening up an emotionally clutter-free space and allowing ourselves to feel, think, dream, and question. And I'm going to read you a little piece from my book on this about why 
explaining a little bit deeper about how meditation is not just thinking about nothing. Many people live their lives on autopilot. We wake up, we go to work or school, we get home, and we fill any free moment with activities or our phone or other people, and then we go to sleep. And there, there's just often not a single moment of stillness. And meditation is just about creating a few moments of stillness to break that autopilot cycle. So again, stillness is not about nothingness, or meditation is not about nothingness, it's about stillness. Um, and so why does that matter? Why does it matter that we break that autopilot cycle? And the reason being is because you can't live in alignment if you just follow the herd, if you just follow continual external stimulation, because living in alignment, which essentially means aligning your core values with your actions, it's really hard to do that if you don't create moments to listen to yourself, to listen to your to your consciousness, to find harmony between your conscious, your body and your subconscious and gaining trust in the in those relationships, in the relationship with your intuition. And that can also be a relationship with the universe or God. And to listen to the answers that are already inside of you. We we tend to automatically look to research or to a friend to find the answers that we seek in our lives when truly over the years as I've meditated and gained a very trusting, compassionate, empathetic relationship with myself, the more I have come to understand that there is nowhere to look for the answers to my life past internally, past my intuition, past my spirit, past my my conscious mind. So if we never listen to what our what our heart and our soul is trying to tell us, we'll spend our lives doing what we think we should do, what everyone else is doing, or what everyone is telling us to do. And I think that autopilot mode will set you up for a deathbed that has a lot of regret attached to it. And I am all about regret minimization, and that's why I think meditation is so important because I don't want regret, I don't want unfulfilled dreams, and I don't want to get old and wish I'd experienced more joy or wish I'd allowed myself to experience more joy. And I know that's kind of dark, but that's what happens. And, and more and more people tend to be living in this zombie mode that is a beautiful equation for that dark scenario. And it's not that these people are are living their lives in a terrible way or they've ended with a terrible life, but I think there's a lot of joy that people miss out on if, if there is only autopilot mode occurring. So to, so to sort of tie it in a bow, the first thing to remember about meditation is the goal is not nothingness, but stillness for the sake of additional clarity. You don't have to clear your mind during meditation. It's about allowing your sub 
conscious thoughts to become conscious and to give your body and your mind a moment of stillness to communicate with you and sinking into a level of consciousness and presence. So to kind of wrap up this first piece about meditation, it's not just for spiritual people. It's not just, um, it's not thinking nothing. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, meditation is for everybody. And meditation is customizable based on how you receive your thoughts, how you receive the world, and the way in which your soul functions. So the second thing to understand about meditation is that I saw a lot of comments on the video that I posted about how people kind of shied away from it because it wasn't peaceful like everyone talked about it 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 should be but the thing is is that this moment of stillness we're creating won't always be peaceful and many times it sucks a lot because there's just like millions of things you've been pushing down that come bubbling up you get answers you don't want and you cry and you feel frustrated and that's because you're sitting soberly and calmly in your emotions and in your internal conflicts. And that's a really hard thing. Something that honestly takes courage to sit in every day, to sit in that soberly and to sit in that with compassion. And that's a big learning curve, teaching your body that it's okay to be still after years of constant stimulation. That's tough. That's not easy. Um... Because we are addicted to being constantly entertained and stimulated. We are addicted to it. And when you start meditating, you are quite literally breaking an addiction. When you sit down in that stillness, you will quite literally experience withdrawals of stimulation. So especially starting a meditation practice is not going to be easy. And that's just the fact of the matter. So meditation will help you slowly wean off that autopilot mode in your day-to-day life. And your body will start seeking true We'll stop. We'll start seeking instead of quick fix dopamine external stimulation. Your body will become more and more looking to seek real, true, fulfilling external joys. So you'll also find a shift in what interests you. And the third thing you that's important to know or unlearn, sort of about meditation is how answers to tough questions actually come to us and how meditation is a tool for that. Because I feel like when people, when I say, you know, the answers are inside of you or the answers will come to you if you create stillness, like what does that even mean? What is like, what? That's very obscure. So I want to touch on that, on how, especially in your 20s, your teens, meditation can be a guide to help you find answers in a really crazy time as it has been for me. So how do you receive an answer via meditation? So normally, if you think about, you know, if I presented you with a question, how, what would you do 
to find an answer to that question. You would probably think <laughs> you would we naturally answer tough questions by thinking. But that is usually not how the best way to answer questions that are related to to life. When they're when questions are related to life, and they're very trivial, usually you you will find your answers by not thinking. And that might sound weird and crazy, but I want you to stick with me for a minute because it seems very counterintuitive, not thinking to get an answer or an idea, but it works. And why, why is that? It's because the answers we search for about our lives, like I said earlier, usually lie within us and they're not going to be in the external world. So when you create the still space for clarity, you are peacefully letting your inner voice, your subconscious, your higher self, the universe, God, to bring you answers instead of always chasing after them or thinking harder. So sometimes during meditation, you receive answers or advice without even asking a question because your soul sends you a burst of intuition or insight and it's like hey like you're finally listening hey buddy have this like thanks for being in tune um, and it creates this really beautiful ebb and flow relationship where where you begin to trust yourself and yourself begins to trust you and you begin to build harmony with your body. You begin to build harmony with the universe. And there's this incredible sense of trust and empathy you have with the world around you and yourself. And that's an incredible thing that meditation can bring to you. So it teaches you that life's really not as complicated as we make it out to be. We just feel it's complicated because we like look externally for the answers in a really crazy, sped up environment when really the answers we seek about life about ourselves lie inside of us if we give ourselves the space to to listen and your soul will naturally nudge you towards the things that that you need because whether you think so or not you are an incredibly intellectual being an incredibly in tune soul that has probably been around for much longer than your earthly life. I mean, that's my personal opinion, but I think there's a there's a quote that I love and it says, um, we are 50 watt, we are a thousand watt, we are a thousand watt souls inside of a 50 watt bulb. And I think our souls are incredibly, incredibly filled with wisdom, filled with light, filled with love, filled with empathy. And if we give if we train our physical body to tap into that thousand watt bulb a little bit more, listen, sorry, to tune into that thousand watt soul a little bit more and find harmony between the 50 watt bulb and the thousand watt soul, we'll find a lot of answers on how to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And it, and it creates a lot less confusion, confusion and overwhelm. So those are the main things I wanted to cover as far as what meditation is, misunderstandings around meditation. I feel like I went, there were a few parts there where I was a little all over the place, but I hope that's helpful. Also, 
for anyone listening. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love for you to go to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review. It really helps me out a lot, and I will share your review as well in the next episode. And I also just love to hear from you. Also, if there's something in specific or insight you had while listening to the episode, feel free to text it to me. I opened up a text number. And when you when you text me, it'll automatically up you in op you into my weekly text messages, but I won't actually op you into those unless you say you want to. But if you have any thoughts, feedback, questions on the episode, feel free to text them to me. And I'll see you next week.